everybody's got that special someone in their lives. That person who makes you just feel special. Like you'd accomplish anything in the world. And most importantly, a person who brings them a fantasy football championship. Today we're talking about our favorites. Let's run up the score. You're listening to Run Up the Score, a fantasy football podcast. Welcome to Run Up the Score, everybody. My name is Donald Wagonblast, joined by my brother Scott Wagonblast hey, Don. and our good friend Tom Hillier. Hey there. And we're still, 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 still so far away from the NFL season, but we're mm. just itching to talk fantasy football with you guys. So what we're going to do today is we're looking back and we're looking at the guys who brought us fantasy football championships in the most memorable of ways. There's always that one guy who, he may not even have been the best player of all time, but he came up big in a championship week, and you'll never forget him for it. And in other cases, it's just a guy who balled out all year and took you to a championship on his back. Yeah, you know, everyone has the mix of... uh... Sometimes you have your superstars, obviously, but sometimes it's that guy you picked up in week 15, that David Johnson that you picked up late, or someone like that that uh, ends up carrying you to the promised land. And I'm glad you specified that it didn't have to be in a championship week, because when you said that, I'm like, okay, and i got to change my pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, we're just talking about guys who got us to the promised land by any means necessary, and uh, for me, the only player that I can think of is LaDainian Tomlinson. Because, first of all, he did it for so many years. It just seemed like if you were the guy who got LaDainian Tomlinson, you, you basically had a free pass to the championship <laughs> game. And in most cases, you had your name etched into the trophy in August. As long as they weren't 14-2 and two and had to buy in the playoffs and he was sitting week 17 or something like that. Exactly. <laughs> I think you were good. Yeah, because they usually had something to play for because of whatever happened. But, um, but my first year of fantasy football, LaDainian Tomlinson was my first overall pick. And I I changed my team name halfway through the season to I have LT and you don't. <laughs> I remember like that. I was I was that in love with the guy. <laughs> he I was a fake Chargers fan at the time, and he just ended up becoming this this cult hero of mine. Um, I still have his McFarlane sports figure in the box in my in my uh, in my room, and I have a pennant of him. We went Scott, you and I went to San Diego when we were in eighth grade. I got a pennant that just said Ladanian Thomas on it. It's just got it's got him with like a bobblehead size head doing like a, a Heisman. stiff arm. Yeah. yeah. So so that's my pick. Would uh, you be here now without Ladanian Tomlinson hosting um, a fantasy football podcast? I mean, there was something that drove me to the pastime of fantasy football. I don't know that it necessarily was him, but I th- I don't think I would be as passionate about it early on because I think I would have developed it because you know we we know this. So much of fantasy football depends on the camaraderie of your league. Yes, and for sure. we are fortunate enough to be in a league together where everybody is going nuts every single week. <laughs> yeah, whether their team's up forty, down forty, whether they're two games out of the playoffs or two games ahead in first place, everybody's invested in it. And I don't think I would have put that investment into fantasy football as early as I did without Ladainian Tomlinson, and that's why he's my pick. Do either of you have yours yet? Yeah, yeah, I do. Let's I hear it, Scott. So, mine's a two-parter. Just one player, but two times of pure greatness. <laughs> Flashback, I believe it was 2014. The suspense is building. Yep. It's a Monday night, and I'm looking at my team, and I'm down by 43 points. Falcons, Packers. <laughs> 
Julio Jones takes the field. 15 catches, 210 <laughs> yards, and a touchdown. And he gets me 44 in a full PPR league. And I come back and win by one point in the most glorious fashion against a dear friend. Shout out to Jim. Um, it was just awesome. You know, I was sitting here. I remember sitting here with Don on my knees begging. And yep. he just kept delivering play after play on there. It was like Ryan was just like, Scott needs this W. I'm just going to pepper Julio the whole game. And Julio's like, Scott, just relax. I got you. Stage two. Not last year. It'd be God year before. Championship game against Maddie. Julio, deep route. Josh Norman, Luke Keekley covering him. Leaps up gloriously, plucks it over Luke Keekley like he's a small infant and walks in the end zone for like a 70 yard touchdown that I ended up crushing Matt. But it was just like this play. It was, you know, another great memory I have of like. I see him catch the ball, and I'm running around the house. <laughs> Don can attest to it. I, yeah, and, I was there. Uh, I was in the house. It just was like, you know, he's really brought me some of my best moments, and uh, when you see the rankings, you'll see how uh, how I treat him. <laughs> it definitely affects the rank. I mean, luckily, Julio's just a beast, but yeah. like, it's so funny that you can remember the line three years later, and he's put up so many lines. He had a... He had, what 240 yards in the first half in a game last year <laughs> yeah but you just you remember when the guy does it for you yeah 300 the I, on the dot on a 70 something yard touchdown yeah, yeah. so where, where he like stiff armed the the corner and just like took off yeah him. he was you know um the year that i had tomlinson was the year he broke the touchdown right yeah i didn't even mention that. Like, <laughs> it was but yeah like you remember it's so funny that like you just grow so connected to these players and it's just like you're gonna get Julio any chance you get. Oh yeah, yeah. If, if he's Anytime. if he's on the board and you're, you know, I think even like four, five, and six, I think you should be considering coolest, taking Julio. This really, year. the coolest part about the year that I that he caught the touchdown to win the championship was that my draft was was contingent upon picking him. I like set up my pick, like because we have choice of our own pick, obviously. Um, so I set up my pick so I can get. Gronk in the first round, and then when it loops back, take Julio. Like that was my strategy from the very beginning. I got the pick I wanted. I ended up landing Julio, and it ended up like Gronk was amazing the whole year, and Julio just put the cap on it, and it was just like such an awesome feeling to have it. When someone in your league is like a known admirer of someone, of course they're looking to take him in the draft, but I think the best place to exploit that love is in trades. Oh, yeah. If yeah. you can lure that guy or dangle him over someone's head, yeah. I mean, you could definitely do that with quarterbacks. Um, Aaron Rodgers yeah. would tickle very many people's fancy. I think you guys Especially know who this would. guy. Tony Romo was almost never unowned in one of my leagues, one of my college leagues, yeah. because of the absolute admiration for him even when he was hurt even yeah. these last few seasons he was actually on the championship roster two <laughs> years in a row without playing so it became like a you know a, not a tradition a like a legend yeah. like you needed to have him that was the good luck charm yeah. if you had him on your roster you'd go it's far. gonna be interesting if he's in the espn or yahoo player pool this year like is he going to be listed as a free agent like eh, i believe so i think, I he'll think be he listed will be too. uh they still got his locker they didn't do anything with locker. His locker is oh, Jerry still Jones there. has been very weird about that whole scenario. Like, I believe that there's 
I, I heard that there's a way, like, if Dak Prescott gets hurt, that he can come back and play this season for Dallas. They've said that, and they and they also said that other teams would be interested, which is a lie. Do you think the Bears <laughs> right. did that for Jay Cutler? <laughs> no. <laughs> what is Jay Cutler doing? He's uh he's, he's Fox. He replaced. So he's oh, with that's um, right. their that's anchorman. Right. He's going to be with Kevin Burkhart because Kevin Burkhart's color analyst was John Lynch, who's now the GM of San Francisco. So they got Cutler to replace John. He ain't Lynch. doing playoff games, right? Uh, he might be. Yeah, that's uncharted Cause, ground. Because Fox is gonna, yeah, true. Because <laughs> Fox, I think, hosts four games in the wild card round, so I'm sure they're gonna have something going on. That's a, that's a such a future site meme right there, Scotty. You almost gotta draw it up now. And yeah, put it on the you internet. gotta have it ready. If he's calling a playoff game this year, I mean, and you're calling that yeah. now, we let's get that with the ruts border now. Uh, at, yeah, we gotta watermark it. Breaking yeah. Jay Cutler to participate in first postseason game since uh, first postseason injury against 2006. <laughs> yeah. So Tom, who's who's your guy? We well, haven't even heard from you yet. I think you guys. Would have assumed I would go Jeremy Hill. The In king. the past, I have been <laughs> a uh, Jeremy Hill apologist at times, <laughs> a Jeremy Hill truther, and always a Jeremy Hill lover. <laughs> but um, these championship stories you guys are sharing just get me excited for uh, my most recent one. It was a, it was a climb, and <laughs> I want to share the experience with everyone. Miles Cyrus would be so proud. Take of us, you. Uh, take us down the journey, Tom. So here I am. Two-week championship, ESPN. Boo. Week 17. Some say... Two-week championships are for chumps. I know. And some say week 17 shouldn't be played, you know? Right here. I was uh, I was the underdog. But guess what? I was the one at the week 17 disadvantage. This guy gets to use his full lineup. They've mm. been crushing it for him all year. Me? I got to sit the first overall pick, Antonio Brown. Trouble. But who do I slot in there? To pair up with my quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, his tutty buddy, Devontae Adams. Who we are going to have a very fun time projecting for this year. Mm -hmm. It's going to be tough, but it should be positive for my guy. Anyway, I'm down 30 points. I've got Aaron Rodgers. Seems doable. I've got Devontae Adams. Seems like, Tom, what, what is this story about? My opponent has Jordy Nelson. So I need Aaron Rodgers to drop 30, which is asking a lot for most quarterbacks, but that's really just a good Aaron Rodgers performance. The fantasy the, football goat. At the Yeah, at the, uh, at the clip he was performing at down the stretch last year as a fellow Rodgers beneficiary from last year. It was what you came to expect. It was really what he averaged for the last like six or seven weeks of the he, season. He's the goat of fantasy quarterbacks. Yes, and if you watched Week 17... If you watched it unfold in its dramatic fashion, by the way, it was Sunday night football. So there were no more games left. It was this all was on the, line. the literal last game of the season. If you're listening and you're not sure about NFL scheduling, there is no Monday night football game week 17. Thank you for the caveat. But I hope that people listening in this early, early stage know everything there is to know. But I'm just But kidding. clearly you don't, because that's why you're <laughs> listening to us. Anyway, so what goes on? Aaron Rodgers largely seems to be ignoring Jordy Nelson. First half, Devontae Adams gets a touchdown. I'm feeling good. Who do they play? Minnesota, right? Detroit. Mi- Detroit it was. It was Detroit. Detroit. I still have the screenshot on my phone, and I send it into our group chat periodically mm-hmm. of uh, Devontae Adams laying on the ground, like, both whoa! hands up, and uh, Aaron Rodgers deep in the background just <laughs> celebrating. You have to like zoom in. He gets very <laughs> pixelated. Um, 
But so we're getting into the second half. You know, Rogers is slinging it. He's nearing that thirty mark, and all of a sudden, I'm looking at the score in a game that I thought I was Done destined for. to lose, and I'm thinking I'm very much alive. What do I do? I go into group me. I search through some gifts, and I put uh, Leonardo DiCaprio crawling out of the grave in the Revenant. <laughs> Say my team right now. <laughs> what happens? But it is the fourth quarter. What would be the last drive of the Packers game? They can kick a field goal and everything will be right in the world for them. They're running the ball. They're draining the clock. And I am down. Palms, palms two are sweaty. Points. <laughs> Just two. So all I need is Aaron Rodgers to throw a touchdown to anyone but Jordy Nelson. Yeah. Rush it in himself, but not let. I think at the time it was Ripkowski. Yeah, Rumble. burrow through <laughs> and score, and he was he was rumbling, Scott. Yeah, he was. <laughs> so he gets a first down to like the three or the four. And now you're really sweating. And now I'm very much sweating because you know that's the Jordy zone in Green Bay. It's the Jordy zone. They're killing the clock. They could just kick a field goal if they felt like it. There's about like six minutes left, maybe. They split Devonte Adams out, and I see it. I go, oh, oh boy, <laughs> single coverage. Rodgers gets the ball, tosses it out to the man. Great catch. Comes down with it. I am watching it like like a scientist trying to make sure that he's inbounds. He had possession. Blah, blah, blah. I don't want to celebrate prematurely because this is just a stack. You know, yeah. This is a blowout win now. Yeah. Almost. One in five men do, too. So it's coming. <laughs> and, you know, the play stands. A new champion is crowned. And a belt adorned around my waist. And what I get to do that is. the Aaron Rodgers... Discount double check oh. belt move, and it makes the it most just perfect means so sense. much more, yeah. And uh, you know, I'll never forget that. Day. It's a truly beautiful story. It really is. All of us, I think, shared something deep within us that uh, we were we were kind of itching to, to tell. Yeah, yeah, hoping to. Yeah, that was uh... Julio Jones is the best though. <laughs> <laughs> like for real. There's, and there's never. I, and it's funny that I decided to tell my LT story. He's getting inducted in the Hall of Fame and. A month. Yeah. He's going to be inducted into Canton in July. Is that not the most deserving Hall of Fame player we've ever, we, our generation has seen play football? Exactly. You know? I mean, Peyton, maybe yeah. Brady. You know, but, Hall of but Fame. non quarterbacks for sure. You know, Hall of Fame player and just what just a the best. he was. You just know? the best. It was, that was in that glory running back era. Yeah. Oh. What an era that was. Yeah. And Peyton. it fell street days. Yeah. <laughs> Peyton is certainly up there, but uh, he's also not without his accusations. Yeah, yeah, accusations. Weird. And he kissed Papa John when he won the Super Bowl, so that <laughs> knocked him down a peg. For yeah, me. that's not. Uh, I mean, you know, if that's not that there's if, anything wrong with that. No, that's a spicy meatball. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's not. I don't know. That's weird. Analysis you'll get nowhere else <laughs> but on the Run Up the Score podcast. All right, everyone, it's Donald checking in here. Just wanted to give you guys a little update on this mini episode. If you didn't quite figure it out, we actually recorded this a while ago. It was actually recorded in June, so that's why maybe some of the references or some of the topics we brought up seem a little dated. Obviously, the enshrinement of the Hall of Fame class in Canton that I mentioned has already happened. Uh, We just wanted to throw this out there. This is actually the first thing we recorded in our new studio, so we wanted to kind of share it with you, give you guys something to... uh, to chomp on over the weekend. Uh, we know that there was some big news uh, passed down this weekend with the Ezekiel Elliott suspension and the Bills seemingly overhauling their wide receiver core in about 15 minutes. 
Uh, so just wanted to let you, everybody know that we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be covering a lot of other stories from minicamp on Tuesday's episode. But like I said, we wanted to kind of give you this as a little uh, weekend treat. Uh, and we'll see you for the real deal on Tuesday. Don't forget, uh, follow us on Twitter at RutzFF. I am at Why So Serious. Tom is at HillierFF. Scott is at WagsFF. And once again, the show's Twitter is at RutzFF. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at RutzFF as well. Also, don't forget to uh, throw your five-star rating and review up on iTunes. We are answering any and all questions fantasy football-related that we get in the form of a five-star iTunes review, uh, and that's going to be coming up pretty soon here, so you want to make sure you get those questions in. Uh, that'll do it. Like I said, we've got more uh, news and notes and some, uh, some, some updates coming for you on Tuesday. We'll see you next time, but until then, keep scoring.